And so one night I was driving and I know exactly where I was at because it was such a, a big moment for me in my prayer life. It just out of nowhere, it just, I just said, and I, I almost kind of shouted as I was driving. I just said, I want you to heal my dad. And I don't know why you haven't. I just want you to heal my dad. And I don't know why you haven't. And it was almost like God was like, again, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but it was so clear. Adam, finally, you're bringing this to me. I've been, I, I can tell that you've been angry towards me. I can tell that you are carrying this. I can tell that you're feeling all this. Thank you for finally saying something. Like it was just, I always had so much pain inside of me. This is Words to Live By, a podcast that serves the purpose to help you supercharge your relationships with God, others, and yourself. I'm Michael Gibson, and on this week's podcast, we're going to be talking about prayer. And today, we're going to go back to the basics and get a masterclass on supercharging our prayer life. So no matter if your prayer life is something you want to improve on or you have a prayer life as strong as Elijah's, I think everybody can learn something from this very important message from Pastor Adam Weber. You're going to love this. So I actually found our guest today when I did a Google search about the best books on prayer. You know, prayer is something in my life that I'm constantly trying to work on. And I feel like prayer is almost like a muscle that the more we work on it, and the more we strengthen it, the stronger and stronger it becomes. If you're not familiar with the ministry of Adam Weber, he's the founding pastor at Embrace Church, which is a thriving and growing church in South Dakota, as well as the author of a book called Talking with God, which we're going to learn a little bit more about today. Not only does he have a thriving ministry, but he's also a dad to four kids. Listen to this. Yeah, so I am a husband. I'm a dad. I got four kids. I still can't believe I have four kids. Thankfully, there's not an exam. Um, <laughs> I'm also I'm also a pastor of a church called Embrace, um, based out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Uh, a church that um, I started 11 years ago, and we're now six campuses. Um, That's great. Just the, the most imperfect church that I know, but I've never loved a church so much and just seeing God move in awesome ways and also wrote a book, which I can't believe I have written a book either. And just, just thankful um, that God can use anybody. I think that would be the story of my life is just thankful for the Lord in my life and the fact that God can use anybody. I love the way how you just said how God has been moving in your church. And I know that you probably have done a lot of prayer and your people praying, but also at the same time is is just sensing your heartbeat, your passion is for people to have that connection with God. Oh, no question. Um, when I when I first came to Christ, it was it was truly the greatest news that I had ever been told, and I wanted to spend the rest of my life telling as many people as I possibly could about Jesus. And so that's really the heartbeat of our church is just reaching one more person for Christ, just tell one more person about the hope found in him. And it's, it's amazing. I was just sitting down with somebody actually right before this and just talking about the church. I love um, being a part of a church that is willing to do anything to tell people about Jesus and setting aside personal preferences and just willing to, to, to go. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm thankful and love the church that I get to be a part of. 
Well, you know, researching for this uh, for this episode, Adam, it's been so fun to be able to learn about you. And you talked a little bit about your book, which I'm really excited that we get to talk about that today. And, you know, this idea of prayer, because, uh, you know, a lot of times um, people just get a little bit, I think, intimidated by prayer. And so your book, Talking with God, I'm so excited about it because I, I feel like we get to unpack really what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus just based on on communication, which I know is so important in any relationship. Oh, absolutely. And the the topic of prayer is, is an interesting one. I, most people feel like they should know how to pray, um, but a lot of people just don't. Um, we, we hear often about prayer. So if there's a national tragedy or someone finds out their friend has cancer, the natural thing to kind of fill the void is to say your, our thoughts and prayers are with you. And so you hear a lot about prayer, whether you're in the church or not. And at some point, you almost feel like you can't ask questions about how to pray because it just feels like you should know how. And yet, again, I think people in the church and outside the church have so many questions about prayer and what prayer is and how how do you pray and what do you say and what do you not say and it's really been amazing just to hear the response from the book of just people wrestling with that those questions you know as a marriage pastor i get to work with so many couples and when i sit across the table or just having a conversation and we get into prayer as you know we often see in couples she gets really excited and wants so bad to have a prayer life with her husband. And I can just see on his face, like going, I have no clue how to really do this. You know, I just, I'm shy about it. I don't know, you know, really. And on the side, they will come over. I've had him call me and say, hey, can I have lunch with you? And I go over there thinking I'm going to be talking about some type of couple relationship issues. And they're just asking me, how do you how do I pray because I want to pray with my wife but I really don't know what to say I don't know how to do it so can you help me with that and that's what your book is all about is helping us to pray it it really is and it it came about from those exact conversations I mean uh, I kind of shared in the the opener about meeting with a gentleman for coffee him asking that question but even not too long, right after that conversation, another guy at a business pulled me back behind the counter and just said, can I be honest? I've been a, a Christian my entire life, and I still don't know how to do this. And it was, it was kind of interesting to find that there was so many people in that exact same place. And really hope, I think the hope of the book was just to have a really lighthearted, simple approach to prayer. There's so many wonderful books on prayer that really dive in deep and really wrestle with some like deep theological type approaches of prayer and what the, what that looks like. Um, but there wasn't really anything for that simple, just approachable book on prayer. And um, so that, that was really the heart behind it. And, and that is something that uh, I know through as a pastor, you're having a lot of conversations and, and I know I do. And, and one of the things that, you know, with my son, and that's what we love about the podcast is Michael and I is, when he got into about the fifth grade, you know, I always heard stories about our kids, you know, leaving the faith. That was that was a big deal about, you know, they grow up in the faith and they leave the faith because they don't really see anything of this big God that we talk about in the Bible, see it happening in their life. And so we really talked a lot about prayer and how uh, prayer is, is 
makes things happen. Not only in our own lives, but for the lives of other people. And to see things move is in prayer. It's going before God, being able to pray, but also not just in conversation, but the kind of the important part of communication is listening as well. And as we talk about prayer, is being able to, you know, something I love when I hear it this way. I threw one up to the big guy. <laughs> I, yeah. And, you know, in my mind, I'm going, I don't really see it that way, but. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's how a lot of people see prayers like hey I'm just going to I'm going to throw it out there and maybe it sticks maybe it doesn't stick and you know so they have zero faith really in really thinking about their prayer really going to an almighty god a god that created this universe a god that can split the red sea a god that is heals raises up the dead that is the god you're you're so called throwing this prayer up to Oh, it's so true. A couple of things with that. First off, just like um, the importance of talking with kids about prayer. I it's uh, I can't say enough about that. And what's powerful is when you begin to talk to your kids about prayer, they'll teach you more about prayer than you can ever teach them. That's and true. One of the things that's been so neat just within our house, and I'm, I'm about the most imperfect parent I know, actually, I think I am the most imperfect parent. Um, but one of the things that's been really neat is just the model prayer within our family and not just in those times that are kind of normal and kind of Christianized, like before a meal or before you sleep, but just to really like incorporate prayer into our everyday life. And when there's something I'm worried about, just to take a moment as we're driving, Hey, do you, do you mind if we pray really quick or if someone has a need or, um, the, the other night, my son and I were out on a walk. And we ended up just stopping and praying for a man. And just, I think, to incorporate that into our everyday life as a part of what we do is powerful. So I had to mention that really quick. But 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 it's so true. Um, realizing the God that we're talking to when we're praying, um, I think, is something that we somehow forget. Just kind of in the ritual of being a Christian, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to say these words or throw th- throw these words up to God. But it's like, no, do you know who you're speaking with? Like the God who created all things. And, and he's somebody that we can approach with anything, something that seems foolish and small, but also with some of the biggest hard moments of our life. And also the most wonderful moments in our life of realizing the God that we're speaking to. And even trying to model that for my kids has been something powerful again, like, gosh, I'm not really sure what I, what we, what we should do in this situation. Hudson, would you care if we, we just prayed and just him seeing like dad really approaches God with anything, asking for advice, asking for guidance, asking for forgiveness. Um, it's a powerful thing when we begin to understand who we're talking to when we're praying. Yeah, because I think a lot of times, at least for me, whenever I was younger, you know, um, God just kind of seems like this, uh, you know, this such a distant figure. And I feel like, you know, part of prayer is, you know, developing that relationship and really getting to know who God is. And, you know, Adam, I was, I, I heard that this uh, gentleman uh, share a prayer this way where, um, 
he said that almost choosing not to pray and, and is, is like, um, is like you're standing in front of somebody and it's like, uh, choosing not to pray is like sending a letter and mailing it all the way around the world and waiting that whole time when you could have just said something right there to him. And, um, and so what would be maybe some ways, you know, because for me personally, you know, I, I, um, find myself deep in prayer when I'm going through a trial or a storm or just trying to deal with the craziness of life. And, um, so, uh, what are, what are some different ways that people are listening, thinking, man, you know, I, uh, I really only kind of leave prayer to, uh, to Sunday mornings I'm sitting in church or, you know, before a meal, what are some ways that people can begin to start to go on this prayer journey being able to discover prayer? Yeah, I think first off, realizing that our prayers don't have to be long and drawn out. There's nothing wrong with that, but they can also be short and simple. And so I think just realizing kind of the basics of, of, of prayer, like you can say anything to God. It might be something that's long and you need, you need to really share a whole lot, but other times just short, simple things. Um, when I was in college is really when I began to grow my own prayer life. And something that I would do is anything that reminded me of God, I would just take a moment just to pray, like right then and there. And again, not, I'm not talking, take a moment where I stop, get on my knees, close my eyes and fold my hands. But I, as I was walking to class, if there was something that reminded me of God, as I kept walking, I would just pray. So it, would, it was just simple things like, God, thank you so much for the beautiful like sunrise this morning. Like you're an awesome creator. Or, or Lord, I just want to thank you like for my friend that I just got done meeting with for coffee. I'm just so thankful for the blessing they've been in my life. Or Lord, just would, would you just help me look for someone that I can serve? Even this morning, as um, as I dropped my kids off, my challenge for the day for all four of us um, was to look for one person who maybe is having a rough day and just look for a way that we can show them the love of Christ. And so that's what we prayed about. But just those short, simple things. Another thing I used to do is I'd put a, like a Bible verse from like whatever I read that morning, then I'd take out one Bible verse and um, put it in my back pocket. And each time I reached in my pocket, I would either recite the verse or I would just take a moment to pray. Um, so I think there's those simple reminders, even on our phones, setting a reminder throughout the day to pray of realizing. So those are the kind of the practical things. But I think the wonderful the part of, of, of doing that is realizing we don't have to wait for the night to come before we go to bed to talk with God, um, and, which means we don't have to handle all the stress on our own. We don't need to, like, the, our burdens that we're carrying, we can hand them over to God at any point. Um, we're, we're, we're like, like, if we're restless, we can ask for God's peace right now. If we're angry at our coworker, we can talk with God about it. Like this moment, if we're scared for our kids and worrying if they're fitting in at school, we can talk to God and ask for his peace like this, this moment. And um, I think that's the part is, is merging the practical side of things with realizing like, gosh, we are not meant to go throughout a day on our own. And thankfully, we don't have to because God is with us and we could speak to him right now. And as so many people, believers and unbelievers, as we look at prayer and the significance, especially with the globalization of the gospel, and, and so many people kind of know the gospel, but then they're thinking about, you know, you guys talk about this power. You guys talk about this power that, you know, we as believers, we see so much of and God working in people's life, God changing people's hearts. And those great change stories, but then they're just saying, 
I know about this, but I want to see this power at work. And kind of, Adam, what you were just sharing is, is that is through prayer is, you know, my, I'm angry at my coworker. Why am I praying? You know, what's the significance? Why do I want to do that and pray? And so, Adam, just really kind of asking you as followers, what is the value of praying? Because like you said, it's just not waiting till nighttime and dinner time, lunchtime, whenever, you know, we may be prayer. But what is the significance of a real active prayer life like you were living in? And when you're thinking about things, you're reminded of God and, and you pray the verses. And so help our listeners to really understand what is the significance of having that prayer life? Yeah, wow. That's a great question. And there's there's so many different answers. I think on a very personal level, the prayer connects us to God, who is the source of joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, the fruits of the Spirit. And so, I mean, just like plugging in a lamp gives the lamp the ability to shine. When we're talking with God, when we're connected with him, we're connected with to, to not just to him, but to all that he is. And so on, on, a, on a very simple level, prayer connects us to the source of peace, the source of joy, the source of gentleness. And so it's like when I have no joy, God, I'm so grateful that I, it's not about my joy. It's about your joy flowing in and through me. So that's, that's one aspect of prayer that I would say is so important for us to, to understand and learn. The other part is realizing that prayer changes things. For some reason, the God of the universe considers what we have to say. Like when we cry out, he hears what we have to say to him. And so prayer changes things. But oftentimes the thing that gets changed is ourselves. And so in those moments of wrestling with, gosh, this coworker of mine, Lord, would you just work in this situation? Um, God at times will, will, will change things and maybe convict that person and lead them to say, gosh, I was wrong. I just need to say, I'm sorry. Or on the flip side, he might change us and help us to realize, Hey, um, this person, like I'm actually using them to, to, to grow you and to change you and to challenge you. And so I think just realizing, and, and that comes through prayer, talking with God and sharing, gosh, I'm, I'm angry at my coworker. But in that time of listening after we speak, God just saying like, but that, that person, they said that because they love you, Adam. And that, that's why they said that to you. They, they weren't trying to be rude to you. They said that because they love you. Or, or Adam, like that person, yeah, they were a jerk. But there was actually a part truth to that that you really needed to hear. And so like, I know that was hard, but like there was some truth to that. And so those moments when we are in conversation with God is when he begins to highlight, highlight those things in our lives. I feel like this is awesome because we're getting prayer 101 here. And, and this is probably the simplicity that you bring to it is, is so refreshing. And one of the things that's exciting, I know you're getting your book re- released, is a softback. And you, you're putting in another chapter in your book that you just kind of felt like really needed to go in there. And it's a big part of prayer. Tell us about that, why you brought that into the book and the significance of having that in our prayer life. Yeah, so the first ver- the, the book's called Talking With God, What to Say When You Don't Know How to Pray. So it's, it's really about teaching the basics on, you know, what do we say? What can we say? What should we say when we're praying? 
But as soon as the book released, I just felt this like burden. I was like, gosh, it, it's so important to know what to say. But listening, when it comes to prayer, listening is actually more important than speaking. And so I was like, <laughs> either either has to be a book too on on listening to God, or at least a chapter, um, because it's so vital for us. Yes, God wants to us to bring our request to Him. God wants us to cast our burdens with him, to Him. God wants us to speak. He He wants to hear our joys and our concerns and our worries. But but also, there's such an important part in any conversation is listening. And really hearing from God and allowing him when we bring a burden to him to speak into us. When we share a celebration to allow him to celebrate. When we bring just like our worries, allow him to speak truth and maybe some of the lies that we're believing. And so, yeah, the new chapters on listening to God and really hearing the voice of God and how we come to understand um, what God's voice is and, and how we're able to hear it. So one of the things that I actually struggle with and, um, and, uh, dad, you've, we've actually talked about this before on the show, but, um, I'm kind of somebody that likes to stay busy all the time. I'm, I'm the, I, I hate to be alone. And, uh, the idea of going into my room by myself and closing the door, like panics me. I just, you know, I always have to be doing something <laughs> and outside or, you know, playing golf or something. And, uh, so, but I know a lot of times that those moments of taking the time to be quiet and, and to listening to God is important, but maybe for some listeners that are thinking, you know, I would love to be able to hear the voice of God, but I just have never really, I've never really heard it. I've never really felt it. And, um, you know, a lot of times it's, it's not an audible voice for me. It's definitely not an audible voice, but what are some ways that people can really take the time and and really begin to listen to God and be able to understand and know his voice? Yeah, great question. I, I think I think prayer looks different for each of us. I think there are times to be 100% quiet and still in a room by ourselves. But honestly, one of the greatest places that I pray is as I'm walking. So I try to go on a night uh, walk each night. And it's just my time because I'm naturally restless and antsy, just like yourself. I I struggle to sit still for longer than five seconds. Even right now, I'm actually walking around a room oh. as I'm talking. <laughs> and so, and so, um, so I, I, for me, my my greatest moments of prayer is as I'm walking. Um, I'm able to to the, just kind of my antsiness is in my legs as I'm walking around, and yet I feel like I'm so still when it comes to my soul, and. So I think there is the importance of finding the place to whatever stills your soul. Um, maybe it's sitting on a bench in a park. Um, maybe it's a favorite chair in your living room before your kids get up. Um, maybe like me, it's going on a walk, finding those moments to really still your soul and to, just to turn off the noise all around you. When it comes to the voice of God, I've never heard the audible voice of God myself either. Um, and the voice of God is hard to explain it's almost like if I were, you guys have never met my, my dad before. He's a wonderful man. But if I tried to explain your voice, his voice to you, you guys would still be like, I still don't understand what it sounds like. I would be like, no, my dad, he's, he's 60 years old. So picture that he's a, he's a, he's a manlier man. He's an electrician, but he's really soft hearted and kind. So try to picture that. Like I could tell you all these different things. And yet, if I was like, okay, do you know what the voice of God sounds like? You'd be like, ah, I, I kind of not really. 
And so even though it's a voice that I've heard since before I was even born, it's a hard thing to fully explain. And so we come to know the voice of God best, I would argue, through the Bible. Like we come to understand the things he, he says, his promises. We come to know his character, just kind of like I was saying about my dad. He's really kind and he's an honest, faithful man. So we come to know who, more about who God is. And we come to know the things that he says that he says, and also some of the things he won't say. It's like, gosh, my dad would never say that. My dad would never say that. And so we come to know the voice of God those different ways. Um, away from the word. So once we kind of understand who God is and what his voice sounds like as much as we can, it's really allowing God just to speak of like, God, okay, like I'm struggling with this coworker, kind of back to that example again. I'm not sure what to do. I think in that moment, it's just being still and just allowing God to speak. And maybe it's a scripture that comes to mind of like, um, how many times should you forgive? You know, 70 times seven. Gosh, Lord, I know I need to forgive them. And so it's it's maybe hearing a, a verse that comes to mind. It's maybe just a gentle whisper of, Adam, just show this person grace. Just show them grace. Just show them grace. Um, so again, the voice of God is so hard to explain, but once we come to know who God is and what he has said in the past, we'll get a great sense to what he'll say today. And I, I, it's hard to explain, but I, um, it's hard to explain. But I think that was a great word picture you gave of your dad and, and trying to describe the voice, but you know your dad's voice. And as followers, we get to know God's voice through his word and through those things. You know, I love the way how you said, you know, get in that place where your soul is still. And yeah. for me, you know, is my car. Because I get yeah. to jump in my car. Praise God that they now have like car phones where people don't think you're crazy, psycho, talking <laughs> in your car. You know, because I just, I, I, don't, I can't, really can't remember the last time I turned on the radio in my car. Yeah. Because it's just my little sanctuary that I get to get in. Because when you're a pastor, you know this, always have people around you. Yes. And then you get home. You have your wife. You have your kids. You got to engage. I'm exhausted by the time at the end of the day or whatever. But every time I jump in my car, I'm able to, to just quiet my soul and be able to engage in prayer. And that's just really my little time to do that. But knowing the voice of God, and I love what you said, and even as parents, as we start looking at our kids, Michael is, when he was in college, one of the things I really wanted him to know was the voice of God. Yeah. And he came to me with a, Dad, I got a decision I need to make. And it was kind of, the, he came to me like, tell me what to do. And here's Michael is a grown adult, and in my heart, I really did want to tell him what to do because, you know, dad always knows best. <laughs> I knew I had a perfect solution for him. But kind of God just whispered and said, I want to tell him what to do. And I'm sure God was saying, your idea wasn't that good anyway. So, but <laughs> is, you know what? And so I just told Michael, I said, Michael, now you need to pray. He needs to pray. And then you need to listen to where God is speaking to you. What is God wanting you to do? And as a parent, that was a hard step because I had to take control off of him. And then 
looking at prayer, it's really us coming under the control of God. And, you know, one of the things I really wanted to ask you, Adam, is so many of our listeners, we hear this in church a lot of times and and, in the storm. So we're talking about just having a conversation. We're talking about quieting our soul. We're talking about listening to the voice of God. But then they hear this phrase, pray it through. You know, that's a common thing that you kind of hear through churches, and, and especially as you're going through these storms of life, you're, you're going through these trials, you're in your car and you pray, you know, you throw it up and it doesn't stick. Then you try it again, throw it up and it doesn't stick. But in the midst of the trials, what is it, what does it really mean to pray it through? Why, why isn't it answered the first time? Yeah, no, well, that's that's a great question. I think in the midst of the storm, there's a, a, a whole bunch of things to say when it comes to prayer. I think first, feeling like you can be honest with God in the midst of storms. Um, God wants to hear what we feel, and he, he wants to hear it. And he knows when we're not being honest with him, so that's a good side note to know. <laughs> yes. But I, um, my dad has had a physical um issue with pain for the last eight years now. And I mean, just brutally has altered his life. I mean, it's, he's had to retire at a younger age because of this pain issue. Mm, And for the first, it just, it was just, it's, and he's actually at a a great place right now, but I mean, it's, it's just been brutal to see such a wonderful man go through this. And for the first few years that he was having issues, I would pray for him. Um, um, But I really, wasn't saying what I was actually feeling and slowly, but surely it was almost like a friendship that there's this little thing between you that you don't talk about. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That was me in the area of prayer. I was really, honestly, I wouldn't have said this, but I was becoming resentful towards God of like, why wouldn't you heal my dad? Like of all people, you know? And so one night I was driving and I know exactly where I was at because it was such a, a big moment for me in my prayer life. It just out of nowhere, it just, I just said, and I, I almost kind of shouted as I was driving. I just said, I want you to heal my dad. And I don't know why you haven't. I just want you to heal my dad. And I don't know why you haven't. And it was almost like God was like, again, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but it was so clear. Adam, finally, you're bringing this to me. I've been, I, I can tell that you've been angry towards me. I can tell that you are carrying this. I can tell that you're feeling all this. Thank you for finally saying something. Like it was just, I always had so much pain inside of me. And it was just like a floodgate came out. And honestly, it ended up being a huge moment just of like, it was like, it was like I'd recon- been reconciled back with God almost. Like there was this gap in this large elephant. So I think that would, that's what I'd say to anybody who's in the midst of a storm. Those big questions, those hard things, like, I, I mean, you read through the Psalms, David is fairly brutally honest with God about how he feels about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, realizing, like, we can share those things. But in the, in the midst of storms, like, continuing to bring our requests to God, um, continuing to bring our requests. Um, right now, there's actually a staff person um, here at the church who— is in the last stage of, of cancer. I mean, she has lung cancer and it's not looking good. Um, but just continuing to like yesterday we had a prayer gathering for her 
And just like the, the, it was so powerful. One person prayed like, God, you are able to heal Shannon. And so we asked that you would do so. We asked you, you, you're a miracle working God. Like, would you, would you heal her? Would you, God, we, we know you're able to do this. You, you specialize in bringing dead things back to life. And so this is, this is an easy thing for you to do. God, would you do that? Um, so that was like the first, I mean, full fledged, like heal Shannon. But then the second part of our prayer was, but God, we ultimately want your will. And, and so we don't understand all things, but we're thankful you do. And so we want your will to be done. Um, and, and so whatever your will is, that's what we want. So I think the just continuing to faithfully bring our requests to God, whatever they are, um, in the midst of a storm, like, God, would you heal my dad? Would you heal Shannon? Um, but but I trust that you are ultimately good. I think that's the, the other part. The really three things. Be honest with God. Faithfully and consistently bring your requests to the Lord. Um, but then the last thing is just realizing that God is good and he is with us. I love what you said when you said that just bringing your requests to God, because I think a lot of times for the intimidation factor, because we read the Bible and we read all these amazing prayers out of Psalms from David or, you know, and just, uh, I think it's, I, for me, I've even thought this myself as I'm like, Whoa, there's no way I can ever pray something like that. And I don't think I could ever put words together like that, but we really don't have, we can just take our current situations and even just our thoughts of what we're going through to him. Yeah. The only, this is something that's powerful to learn about prayer. The only time I edit my words really carefully is when I'm with people I don't know. When I'm with, when I'm with my dad, I never edit my words. When I'm with my wife, I never edit with my, my words. When I'm with my kids, I never ed- edit my words. Instead, I just speak from the heart. Like, I'm not like, gosh, I got to make sure this sounds perfectly I've never felt that way ever with my dad. Instead, I just talk freely, you know, and I'm not thinking through like, what, what's he going to think of this? Like, I, I just have so much like respect and love and appreciation for him. So it's not like I'm, I'm careless with my words. I'm never, I hope I'm never careless with my words with my loved ones, but I never have to edit my words. The same is true with God. We don't have to edit our words we're not putting on a press conference for him. It's not a performance. Instead, it's just sitting with our Heavenly Father who loves us so much. Like, he just wants to be with us. And so it's like, so there's no, like, need to pretty up. Like, take all the masks off when it comes to your prayer life and just be with God. Tell him you love Tell him you love him. Tell him how wonderful he is. Shout about his faithfulness. But also just, like, Gosh, like, Lord, would you heal this person? Would you be with my son and help him to find a friend at recess? Would, like, Lord, I'm just so clueless as to what the best decision is with this. So would you just guide it? Would you just guide me, Lord? It should be the opposite of worrying about saying the right things. And, wow, is is that heart is what you talked about. And I love how you brought up King David and just talking about his heart and being able to throw that out there. I was driving, and I got to tell you, I got edited in my prayer. Is I I kept praying in a way I never realized it until God just kind of brought it up. And I would always say things like, "We love you, we praise you, Father. We we are we just 
adore you. And he said, why do you keep speaking? Why do you keep saying we, us? I don't see anyone else in the car with you. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know why I say that. (laughs) And he says, what about you? And I was like, and I got to tell you, Adam, it was, I was like going, I really do that. And so I was going, there is no one else in the car. So I guess it's, I love you. I praise you. And it just totally shifted where it was more about me. And it's kind of like, you're making it all about everyone, but I'm more interested in you. And you coming before me and you acknowledging me as God. And and I was like, I actually got edited by God. Wow. (laughs) The best editor in the world, the entire universe. So that that was a, but I learned a lot through that because it really revealed my heart. And I don't know why I was doing that, but it was more of an intimacy thing. I felt God was just saying is coming more to me as you don't lump yourself in with everyone else don't try and get lots in the crowd whatever you do i'm interested in you and i love what you just shared is your heart being real being authentic god wants to know that and that's what a relationship is you can be yourself with your spouse with your kids with your best friend and god wants that even at a deeper level yeah and that and that's so true and I just even love how just you even explain the voice of God there. Um, just like how you're able to hear that from him. And those, just those moments, like you said, with my dad's voice, like trying to explain it. And uh, it's hard to explain, but I know his voice so distinctly that even in a large crowd, my dad's not a loud man, even in a large crowd, if he talks, I know it's him immediately. I'm like, that's, that's my dad's voice. Like, I know before I even turn around, I know who's behind me. And when we, when we have that type of intimacy with God, just when we really kind of become to know his voice, it's like even in the noisiest of circumstances, when my heavenly father speaks, I know it's him. And I know as a pastor, is wants people so bad to know that and know that their, their life and, and those understanding of Getting to know the voice of God, believe it or not, it's going to keep you out of a lot of problems. (laughs) If you can get that down, it would help the quality of your life as well. (laughs) And so what what a great message today, Michael, and and just thankful for Adam is coming in because we believe in prayer. Prayer changes anything, everything. And for our listeners to really understand about talking with God and what a great resource it would be is for our listeners to be able to start doing that and that and that guy or that gal who's saying you know what I grew up in a Christian home never saw the impact of prayer or I'm new to this and I really do want to have what I see those people have so what Adam is talking about I want to experience that I want to experience that relationship and what a great resource this is for people to go and get this resource to really experience. This is really what I feel. You now we're in the Word, but that relationship with God through prayer is that love affair, that love story that God wants to take you on because He's orchestrated every step. He ordained us 
during this very time. And so why don't we maximize it and seek the holy God that knows it? That's right. That's right. And, and you know, Adam, one thing that we really love our guests to do is we love to uh, uh, to pray for the things that we're talking about, the words to live by. And uh, so for the audience member who's thinking to themselves, man, I've learned things in this episode that I didn't even know ever before about prayer. Um, and I really want to go down this journey of being able to um, bring a new, fresh look at my prayer life. Uh, w- would you mind praying for them right now? Yeah, absolutely. Lord, we're, we're, we're so thankful for you, and we're thankful that you love us, and we're thankful that you are a God who meets us right where we are. Um, you come to us. We don't come to you. You're, you've been searching for us. You continue to pursue us. Um, I pray for all of us, regardless of where we are in our prayer life, um, whether we've never prayed before in our lives or we've been doing so for years. God, would you just show us how to pray? Um, would you would you just re- help us to realize how simple and it is to approach you? You're just looking for our hearts. God, specifically on the listening end, I pray that today and tomorrow, your voice would be so evident in our lives that we couldn't miss it. If we've always wanted to hear your voice, but we've always questioned if it's you or not, God, would you just speak so clearly to us today that we would speak and then we'd just take the time to listen to you as well. Lord, we love you. We're so grateful for who you are. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that's our show today on prayer with Adam Weber. If you thought today's show was for you and you'd like to order Adam's book on prayer, just head over to my website, michaelgibson.org. That's michaelgibson.org, and you can find where to purchase it. Also, Adam blogs a lot on his website, adamweber.com. He has some really great content and super encouraging articles on there, so I'd encourage you to check that out. By the way, Adam's Church Embrace streams their services online, so wherever you are, or if maybe you're in between churches or looking for a new home church, or if you like watching church from home in your pajamas, go to iambrace.com. If you like the show today, we'd love for you to give us a five-star rating. We'd like all those stars, five stars, and don't forget to leave a comment Your comments really do make the difference in introducing others to the show who are maybe looking for a new podcast to listen to. And if you'd like to keep up with me or want to ask a question, maybe recommend a topic for the show, just head over to my Facebook page. I'm pretty active on there. Facebook.com slash the Michael Gibson. That's the T-H-E Michael Gibson. Our music was composed and produced by Rob McLean, and you're listening to Words to Live By.